All right, guys, welcome back to our episode of Setting Our Thoughts Captive. My name is Chitiz. I'm Daytuan. And we welcome you back. Thank you for tuning with us week in and week out. And this is going to be our last episode of season two. And we will be back in a couple of months, but we are going to take a little break from season two. How does that feel, Daytuan? <laughs> uh, it feels good. <laughs> it feels good, man. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we, uh, you know, the time that we put into the podcast and, um, you know, it's it's good to have time to refresh and it's good to, um, you know, also come back with some good topics. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I hope that uh, all the topics that we discussed in this past few months have been a blessing to you like it has been to us. And I hope it has helped you to grow closer in your love for God, grow closer in your in your love for His Word, and I hope that it has helped you in your Christian walk. Um, said that last week we began a topic, uh, the topic of of a uh, topic that we are going to continue in some manner. Uh, the topic was desires of flesh, and we looked at how in our natural state we have certain desires that is contrary and opposite to the desires that God has for us, which is the desire of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we looked at how uh, those things are in opposition of, of the one that is walking in the Spirit or, or the one that is supposed to be Christian, right? And so today we are, we are going to continue that talk and, and talk about what is a Christian life should be like. What should a Christian life should be like? What should a Christian life that is opposing the desires of flesh should be like? Which is a life that is walking in the Spirit. Right? And so, said that, before we begin, I do want to, the prerequisite in order to walk in the Spirit is that you have to have the Spirit. Right? That's the prerequisite. And, mm-hmm. and in order to walk in the Spirit, you have to have the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. And one of the greatest gifts of salvation is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. When, Christ, when Christ died on the cross and resurrected and He ascended, He sent us a helper who directs our Christian walk and aligns it to be more like Christ. And so without the help of the Spirit, we cannot walk in the Spirit. That's, that's the prerequisite, right? right? So in order to walk in the Spirit, you have to be a believer in short sense. So you have to repent of your sins and believe and trust that Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Say that, what does it mean to say that you're walking in the Spirit? Uh, well, I guess that's a good question. I mean, yeah. walking in the Spirit is um, being led by... Mm-hmm. God's uh, Spirit, absolutely by the Holy Spirit. So obviously, it's not going to be according to um, according to worldly philosophy, philosophy, right? Or, or according to what man believes necessarily right. to be true, but it's going to be based upon God's word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Holy Spirit, um, He leads us to truth, absolutely, right? and He's working. Uh, within us to obey God's truth and conform to the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, the, that was the purpose of the Holy Spirit, right? In John 15, 26, I want to read this real quick. 
when Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit, talked about this helper, he mentioned about the work of Holy Spirit. In John 15, 26, Christ says, But when the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, like you mentioned, it's the, it's the Spirit that leads us to truth. What is this truth? Who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. So this, the Holy Spirit will lead us to the truth about Christ, lead us to the truth of living this life towards Christ's likeness, mm-hmm. and says that the Holy Spirit is the one that, that directs our thoughts, our minds, our speech, our action, our conduct towards Christ's likeness. And so it is, it is an absolute necessity to, to have the Holy Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. And like you mentioned, the walking by the Spirit is, is to be led by the Holy Spirit, basically, right? Mm-hmm. To, to submit ourselves under the control of the Holy Spirit instead of resisting Him. Mm-hmm. And so when we have the desires of flesh, when we submit to the desires of flesh, we are resisting the Spirit as Christians, right? And like the book of Ephesians says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit, do not resist the Holy Spirit. So in order to, so we resist the desires of our flesh, instead we submit to the Spirit, and that's what it means to be walking in the Spirit, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Yeah, so I, so I mean, too, like, when you... So we talk about being led by the Spirit, and obviously before any of that, like you mentioned earlier, um, we have to be safe, right? Right. Um, and so being saved and being a child of God, because we're, we're, we're now talking about fruit of the Spirit, right? Right. Um, the idea of producing fruit comes from as also being connected to Christ, like, uh, and and this you've you've already said this, but I'm just adding just yeah. a little bit more meat to it. Yeah. Uh, there is a a passage in John where uh, Christ calls himself the true vine. I'm the vine, right? And, uh, and and there's no way that we can bear fruit apart from him. Absolutely. Right. So this whole idea is that you're going to be abiding in Christ. You're you're uh, you're walking in the spirit it's it's active it's active right and so there's choices that we make on a daily basis um to follow god or satisfy our flesh Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Uh, another way of saying it would be to um, deny yourself and pick up your cross And follow God, right. and so that so when we talk about walking in the Spirit, it's active. You 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 have to do this. Absolutely. You know, it's not it's not something that uh, it just happens naturally because one, you have to put the Word of God within yeah. you right. so that you can obey the truth. Right. Right. So many people talk about oh, and and the funny thing is, like all of this is based upon love, but people talk about having love with no foundation of truth. Right. Right. And so um, for, for love to operate in the way that it should, your love towards God and your lo- love towards man, it needs to be founded upon the truth. truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if it's not under the foundation of the truth, then it cannot be the Holy Spirit. Like we read in John 15, 26, Holy Spirit is, is, the, 
is the one who leads us to the truth. Mm-hmm. That's the spirit of truth. So if the foundation is not on the truth, his foundation is not under the God's word, then it's not from the spirit. So not everything that you hear or, or feel is from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The only way to know is if it's foundation, if it's founded on the truth. I said that, right? We, we, we established that the, the walking in the spirit is, is a life that is led by the spirit, by, is led by the spirit's control. And how do we know if you're walking by the Spirit or not? Well, one of the ways to know that our life is led by the Holy Spirit is if, it's produce, if it produces the fruit of Spirit in us. If it produces these good qualities, that Christ-like qualities in us. That's when we know that we're walking by the Spirit or not. Right? The evidence of, 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 the, of the life that is walking in the Spirit is the fruit of Spirit. Right, so like, you know, when people say that they're Christians... Oh, and what do we do? We, we, we test the spirits. We, we look for fruit in right. their life. Right. Um, and so let me ask you this. Is it possible as a Christian to not produce fruit at some point in your life? Not produce fruit. Yeah. Man, I feel like you'd be throwing some tricky <laughs> questions sometimes. <laughs> I have to think through this. Is it, is it possible for Christians to not produce fruit? Yes, but it is not possible for Christians to not produce fruit and remain like that. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. as Christians, we fail. But if we remain a failure, then that's the evidence that you don't have the work of Holy Spirit. Yeah. But we do. We do fail in producing fruits. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit that convicts us and challenges us, confronts us. And through the Word, it, it teaches us, instructs us, rebukes yeah. us, and, and leads us to the path of righteousness. Yeah. So... You're exactly right. Like as a Christian, there may be points in your walk where your production of a certain type of fruit is not there or um, it's not as sweet as it can be. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, patience. Your patience might take a little bit longer to become a little bit sweeter. Yeah. but the thing is, like, as Christ said, the only way you can bear fruit is to be connected to me. And so if you are not connected to Christ, there is no way you're going to produce fruit. And to say that you are connected to Christ and never produce fruit is not possible. Absolutely. So there, you know, you go through seasons. Right. Um, and some produce more fruit than others. And some, some fruit tastes sweeter than others. Uh, but as a Christian, it, you should have fruit in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, at some level, right, we all have some room of growth in any of this, like in the, in the work of spirit, mm-hmm. in our walk with the spirit. So, so we understand that we're not perfect yet. And mm-hmm. so we ought to keep on striving towards the fruit of spirit. And, mm-hmm. and, and so the, is the Christian life is not a life of perfection. It's a life of progression. Mm-hmm. Right? So there has to be some progress. You cannot just remain the same. When you fail, there has to be conviction. There has to be repentance. There has to be confession. And then when you move, there has to be, there has to be desire to want to grow in these aspects of the, of the fruits of Spirit. And when you have all this, it is an evidence that the, work, the Holy Spirit is working in you. Mm-hmm. And that's the work of Holy Spirit in you, right? Said so that in Galatians 5, right, we, we, we looked into this uh, passage last week and we looked into only the half of it, which 
talks about the desires of the flesh, mm-hmm. right? The fl- the life of a person who is in in the bondage of sin mm-hmm. produces all these kinds of kinds of desires, which we mm-hmm. call the desires of the flesh. But in Christ now we have freedom from this, so that we don't have to continue on falling to the desires of the flesh, but we have the ability now through the, our helper, Holy Spirit, to walk in the Spirit and produce the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, uh, there, there's a list of things that, that Galatians provides, is, is like, such as love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And we're going to talk about this here in a little bit. But before we begin, I, there's something that I found really interesting is this right when if you look at verse 19 in Galatians 5 it says that or verse 17 for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit mm-hmm. and if you look at the wording there the desires the plural right so we might not have all of it we might have some of it like like i might be struggling with jealousy but i might not be struggling with anger mm-hmm. right you might have some of it and desires but if you go back and look at the language in verse 22 it says the fruit of the spirit the language is singular Mm. now love joy peace patience it is all those are all combined in one fruit of the spirit which means that a christian life is ought to have this all it's not like you know i have love but then i don't have joy a Mm. christian life is to have this all combined in one fruit of the spirit Mm-hmm. That's why, yes, we, we're not there yet. We, that's why we ought to keep progressing. If, there, if you feel like you know, you're, you're, you're good in love, but you're not in joy, you have not made it. You mm-hmm. ought to grow in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, in all of it. Mm-hmm. And how do we know this? Well, our prime example is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. In verse 24, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Right, mm-hmm. and so th- that's that's where I wanted to begin. Is that that those who walk in the Spirit are united with Christ, and as a result, we are going to work on not only one of this fruit, but all of it. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's a Christian life is a life where you evaluate where am I lacking in any of it, not just one, right? Because it's a, the tendency is to grow in one, and then like when you grow in that, like you know, you forget about the others. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm so good in joyfulness. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. I forget about patience. Yeah. But but the Christian life is you ought to continuously grow in all of it because this is all part of me having part of the fruit of the spirit. Mm, that's that's where I wanted to begin before we jump into this, um, jump into the specific fruit of the spirits. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a good point. Um, you know, and 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 the thing is, like when you look at it that way, you see that when you look at the image of Christ, right, and that's who you are conforming to, um, that's where the Spirit is leading you. He's leading you in these things, right? To, so it's not so that you have one of these things and you're lacking in the rest of them. He's leading you to become like Christ. And if Christ had each and every one of these things, that, that, that's the fruit. Absolutely. That's the fruit. That's a great point. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So let's let's look at the fruit of the spirit. Then, what does it? What does a life that that is walking in the spirit look like? Um, so, I mean, just to reiterate too. Yeah. Um, you know, 
we touched on liberty. We touched on um, our freedom is what we called right. it, right? Um, and Christ has made us free. So the bondage and the yoke of slavery uh, from the law, which produces sin in us, that has been broken. Um, and we are now free under grace. Um, so now in terms of the capability, and you, you, you often say this, the capability for us to obey God mm-hmm. and love God um, and love him through obedience is now possible. Absolutely. Um, and it's all on the basis, again, of love. Right. Love God with yeah. all your heart, soul, mind and strength and love your neighbor. Love such neighbors. A, against these things, there is no such law. Right. right? It says um, uh, it's, it says that when you practice these things. Right. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Like once we live these things out, like we're not we're not on the basis of um being held down by the bondage of the law that's crushing us, but there's this freedom. Uh, And I I think one of the other points that I wanted to touch on was when it says in the beginning of of verse uh, 13, where it says, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilling uh, is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And so in terms of producing this fruit, um, one, recognize you're free, mm-hmm. but recognize um, this fruit is so sweet to your neighbor. Right, absolutely. So when we talk about loving one another, it, it, you got to have this fruit. Yeah. You got to have this fruit. If you don't have this fruit, how are you going to love your neighbor as you do yourself? I, I know when someone talks to me, I want them to act like they enjoy talking to me. So there's that there's that love. There's that joy. And it's a peaceful situation. Yeah. It's um, they're patient with me. They're kind with me. They're good to me. Um, they make a promise. They're faithful to keep that promise. They're gentle. They're not out of control. They're meek. You know, I want those, I want that um, in a relationship when I look at a friend. And I want to be that same thing too. Absolutely. You know, but obviously it first starts with God and then it goes to your neighbor. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm sorry, I kind of, you asked the question and I didn't answer your question. I actually went on a tangent. But, <laughs> That's fine. So back to That's what fine. you were saying. So back, back to, back to. So back to the specifics of the fruit of spirit, right? Like the the life that is walking in the spirit. What does what are the things that it produces? And it's in Galatians. I already read it. Some of the some of it, and you also mentioned in your answer is the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. So let's dive into this and let's see what that looks like, right? First quality let's talk about first quality that that really connects us to god is love mm-hmm. right so what does that look like what does love look like uh it keeps no record of wrong what's that keeps no record of wrong yeah bears all things right endures all things mm. it's not boastful um oh man, i've not read that somewhere yeah first where is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah must be somewhere really 
inspired by God, right? So yeah, first that, that, that one was a layup, man. Yeah. That was a layup. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, love, I think when I think about love, or, or like the definition of love is God, right? Mm. God is love. And well, mm. how does He love us? He loves us without any regard uh, towards receiving anything from us. He loves mm. us very sacrificially. He reaches out to us. Mm-hmm. And while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the, that's the manifestation of His love towards us. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, so that's what it looks like loving others is, is, is when you love someone without any regard of receiving something from them. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's the type of love, I think, what we call the agape love. Yeah. And I, you know, again, too, like it, it says it right there in verse 13. And I keep going back to this, but mm. do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly mm. in love. Right. Like it's, it's a giving of yourself. What, what greater love than this, than a man lay down his, his life. life? Absolutely. Right. So right. love is, it's based upon giving. It's based mm. upon um, sacrifice. Right. It's, it's thinking less of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's almost like dying to yourself, right? Yeah. And giving yourself to others. And, it, and you know what? It's even interesting, too, like when you think about this um, in this particular part of Galatians. Because in the, the, the beginning part of it, they're like he, Paul's reminding them that they've been made free, right? You, but you can't, you can't be free if you are circumcised or trying to earn your salvation living under the law. And this is all based upon um, man's own decision. But the, but the thing is, when you live like this, it, it doesn't make you perfect. It actually makes you more awful, mm. right? Yeah. Because you begin to heap up, because you're living on the basis of your own holiness, yeah. your own um, righteousness. And all you do is just stack up offenses and trespasses against God when you try to live under the law. And so your relationship with God then is, there is no relationship. It's only, um, it's only, um, it's only bad. And then your relationship to man is also bad, right? right? Absolutely. So like where it says um, in verse, uh, verse eight, that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you, right? Talking about God. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. I'm confident in the Lord that you will take no other view. The one who is throwing you into confusion, whoever that may be, will have to pay the penalty. So this, this whole thing of circumcision, this whole thing about this, it just, it, it ruins you. Mm-hmm. And so Christ has made us free. He's given us liberty. But now that we have liberty, right, and, you know, m- man tries to say, okay, well, I, I'm free, but I, I don't want you to be too free. So then what do we tend to do? We become legalists, yeah. right? We start putting out, we start forming our own boundaries. Right. But the, the way to keep this thing in check is to not base your freedom based upon what's going to bring you pleasure necessarily, but the way to the way to balance is uh, the way to balance it is to base it on serving and loving one another. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's why when we we look at this too, um, as we as we get further down and 
about living by the Spirit, it's going to, obviously, you have to be in right relationship with God, but the, uh, the other outcome of this, when that's right, is you love His children the mm-hmm. way that you're supposed to. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, the thing is, if you want to break down this whole um, category, like all the fruits of spirit, I think, I look at it like love, joy, peace. It has to do with our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It has to be patience, kindness, goodness. At least those three has to be with our relationship with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yes, out of love for God comes our love for others. Mm-hmm. Out of serving God comes us the motivation and strength to serve others. Mm-hmm. And so it, it does start with God. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and the thing is like, w- because we're trying to conform to this, this is who God is, right? This is who God is. God is all of these things. All right. And so like, just think of it this way. When the Bible asks you or commands you to do something or become like something, it's telling you to become like Christ, right? Right. It's not gonna. It's not gonna lead you in a way to become the opposite of who Christ is. Right. Right. This is. This is from God. This is who God is. Right. God is like you said, love. Absolutely. So it's it's saying become more like God. Right. Absolutely. And there's nothing that God demands from us that Christ has not exemplified right. in front of us. Right. And and it starts with love. And we move on to joy, mm-hmm. right? Joy is joy is being glad in God despite of any circumstance. Yeah, simple right? enough. Simple enough. And so regardless of what your circumstances, rejoice in the Lord always, like Paul says. Go to peace. Mm-hmm. Peace, I mean, when I think about peace, I feel like it's, it's, it's it comes from being content in God, I think. Mm. Right? Like, obviously, there's peace between people. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Bible says live in peace and harmony with each other as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But then I also think about like dire circumstances like, like, like when Peter is in the jail and he's sleeping peacefully. Mm-hmm. And how is he sleeping peacefully? Because he's content in what, in God, mm-hmm. the, how, in what he provides and how he's going to take care of. Yeah. And I think too, uh, just, I would add, you know, um, with that, it's like you said, there's peace with God. Uh, but there's also that trust, right? There's that trust. And so, um, you know, when you have worry, right, and you, you know, you're concerned about all these different things, um, he says, don't be anxious for anything, mm-hmm. right? But cast your cares upon him. And then what? And then what happens? He cares for you? Is that what you're saying? Well, he cares for you. Um, but the God of all peace. Oh, will keep your hearts and minds mm-hmm. like um, so this this our mind and our heart is so it's so it it tends to get things out of whack yeah. right it tends to um, blow things way up but when we trust in God and who he is like Paul in jail he finds peace absolutely absolutely Right. I, so that's the, let's yeah. move on yeah move, move on, on to patience <laughs> patience, patience. Yeah, what does patience mean uh, patience uh, being able to wait being able mm. to um, 
you know, being able to, I think it also lends itself to with trusting and having peace, but um, I look at it as waiting. Yeah. You know, um, am I yeah, in King not... James? I'm, I'm in NIV version right now. <laughs> uh, but for uh, patience, they use the word forbearance. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's coming, it's put off, but it's yeah. coming. And so there's this period of waiting. Period of waiting. And sometimes period of waiting could be also period of enduring. Yeah. Right? It's a period of enduring trials because you're waiting upon the Lord. And that's, that's what patience is, is, is to wait upon God's timing. Yeah, I think, you know, when you look at this too, and like oftentimes we're, we can be guilty of not having patience. Um, however, I think about the seed that's sown on stony ground, right? And it, 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 it's received, and then it, the, the plant shoots up quickly, right? But when the sun or trials come and it scorches mm -hmm. it because there's no root, yeah. it, it withers away. And yeah. I think, you know, someone who's not really in Christ, someone who is not in Christ will never endure never endure mm -hmm. and you can make the argument oh well there's some people who you know you don't know that they're not saved and it so it appears like they're enduring and you know in the end they won't be saved but you know obviously they have to be connected mm -hmm. in christ and mm -hmm. so um but the this patience the ability to endure into the end again because this is fruit of the spirit only god can produce this Absolutely. in you um, you will endure. All right. And, you know, like the more I talk about all this, the, found, the, the central fact that, that motivates us, that gives us strength to, to pursue any of this is Christ. You know, like, mm -hmm. like when you look at love, joy, peace, patience, it's fully exemplified and, and, and given to us by Christ. Mm -hmm. all right, so, so moving on from patience to kindness. And when I think about kindness, like I'm remembering the verse in Romans where it says, overcome evil with kindness, mm -hmm. right? You overcome injustice with kindness. Kindness for me is like just giving grace to others, mm -hmm. being graceful. Yeah. Such a, uh, so, uh, you know, that's one I, ha I have to work on. Um, specifically when it's late at night and I'm trying to put my kids to bed. Right. You know, specifically one kid. <laughs> yeah. That that one will be unnamed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unnamed kid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we human tendency is that we want judgment for others. We want grace for ourselves. Hmm. And then and the book of Jonah, Jonah 4 exemplifies that. And, and that's that's just human tendency. Right. We we are quick to judge, but but we also want grace for us. And and those who receive the grace of God should be also working towards giving grace to others in a, in, a, in a way that it does not make sense to the world, in a way that it, it makes no sense to the world, but it makes perfect sense for someone who's walking in the Spirit, mm. right? So yeah. after kindness comes goodness. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like with goodness, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a shade of being kind, right? Yeah. It's a shade of being kind. Mm -hmm. Um, but it also has like this 
just this givingness right. where you give, right. right? I think the way that I thought it was, it was like, it's kindness and love in action. Mm. Yeah. Right? So yeah. the, not, just, not just your attitude, but it's an action now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Like, um, you know, looking at a, a definition of it, uh, it, it's, th- it's this benevolent or um, benefactor yeah. element to it. So it's this giving. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. So goodness, after goodness comes faithfulness. Mm. Right. So now, now we're going outside from like not only the character that we have for others, but, but our inner character, right? Faithfulness. Faithfulness is like what would come. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is dependability. Reliable, mm. what would be, what loyalty, would be the loyalty, loyalty, yeah. yeah, and you know, person. But who, loyalty to what though? Right. Loyalty to what, like, or to whom? To whom? Yeah, yeah. I would say it's it's loyalty to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, it's loyalty to the truth. Yeah. Right. What else is there to be faithful to? Right. You know, and out of that, out of loyalty and faithfulness to following the truth. Um, and following uh, God and the, and the convictions that you get through his word, that then trickles over into how you treat others. Right. Right. right? You right. know, because even, even when I get it wrong, uh, when I get it wrong with my wife with something, and the Holy Spirit is like, mm, you got that wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the word comes back to my mind, like, you need to ask for forgiveness. You need to, or if she gets it wrong, you know, then, and she asks for forgiveness because the Holy Spirit's working on her. I have to be faithful in offering forgiveness because Christ has forgiven me, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. it's, so it's a loyalty. It's a, to the truth. It's a, a conviction to the truth and following that conviction mm-hmm. and, um, and, and following, uh, Christ. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think like, like, and part of what, one of the ways that I see that uh, playing out is that, you know, when you, when you give a word to the God and you follow up with that, mm-hmm. when you read the word and you apply that, that's what's faithfulness, mm-hmm. right? You, you, you keep your word. Absolutely. Yeah. And then comes gentleness. Mm. Now I think, <laughs> I think King James has it meekness. Is that what it has? Yeah, meekness. Okay, meekness, right? Meekness does not mean weakness. Look at that. Mm. <laughs> right? Oftentimes meekness is, is considered weakness. So what, what does meekness mean? What does gentleness mean? I've always heard meekness described as strength under control. Of God. Huh? Strength under control of God. No, 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 no. No, no. Just strength under control. And so, um, so a good example of that would be um, when, so, and I, I heard this example from Vodi, so it's not my example, but I think it helps to paint the picture, right? So, um, I have children yeah. and oftentimes me and my children wrestle and we play and obviously I'm the strongest one, right? right? I can crush them, right? right? You know, I can, I can exercise strength on them and right. really hurt them. However, I don't. Mm. So I keep it in check, in line, even though I, could, I can take it up a notch. Instead so like when you said, up, yeah. you said meekness is not weakness. It's not the absence of strength. 
strength is still there. Yeah, absolutely. You're not weak, yeah. but you're keeping it under control. Right. And that's the way I look at gentleness. Absolutely. And the reason why I said control of God mm -hmm. is all of this is under walking in the spirit, right? So it's under spirit's control, which helps us. But, but absolutely, it's, it's like, you know, when you're being tempted to blow up and you have the power to blow up, mm -hmm. we still keep it under control. Exactly. Right? Like absolutely. God is so gentle with us, yeah. right? Like um, the, the fact that he can just, and he has so many different ways he can destroy yeah. us and hurt us, um, but yet he cares for us. Right. Like he has the power to crush us, mm -hmm. but he doesn't. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, it comes from like, the Bible is clear how much God hates sin. Mm. And despite that, he's so gentle with us. Mm -hmm. and especially for us believers, he's so patient. He's so, he's so, he's, he's not, he's slow to anger. Mm -hmm. And that's a, that just, that just should, should show us our leaders towards being meek. Yeah. Absolutely. So then uh, with, Last one, self-control. Yeah. What's self-control? How, how should we look at self-control? Self-control, similar to gentle, which is putting your strength under control. I think self-control would be desires under control. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, desires yeah. of flesh under control. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I'll just read... Um, the... I won't read the translation... The, the actual word, uh, let, me, let me see, hold on. Strong's G, 1466, ekrataya, ekrataya. Yeah, so that's the word there. <laughs> uh, you try to read the Greek? The, the Greek. So when it's, when it's saying that word, the idea of it is someone who has mastered their desires and their passions. Right. So again, this goes way back up to not using your freedom yeah. um, to indulge your flesh, right? But denying yourself yeah. and using your freedom to serve others. So with self-control, you know, we all, again, we don't get everything right, but we're, we're progressing and learning to say no mm -hmm. to the things that are uh, of the flesh. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. And so I, I like this last part of, of it, um, you know, because, again, I, I think it paints the picture of love operating the way that it should be. So verse 23, gentleness and self-control against such things, there is no law. Mm -hmm. You know, when we get these things right, there is no need for the law. No. Right. We love God the way we're supposed to love God. We love and serve our neighbor the way that we're supposed to. Right. So then he finishes up, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Mm. Uh, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking right. and envying each other. Right. The idea is the Spirit, we've been made alive, right? right? We were dead in our trespasses. It was the Spirit of God breathed into us that made us alive. So now that we've been made alive by the Spirit, Let's keep in step let's with keep it. In step with it. Yep, absolutely. And let's let's keep on walking in it through God's word, right? Like renewal of your mind. Let's let's 
this allow God's word and the spirit to teach us, rebuke us, correct us, instruct us, and yes. lead us to the path of righteousness. And the evidence of that life is all the fruits that we just talked about. Yeah. And, and, that's a, and that's a key point. Like when we talk about keeping in step with it, you, you, what you just said there is key. Like if you guys really want to continue to have this fruit developed in you, you gotta read the word mm -hmm. of God. Yeah. The spirit of God leads you into truth. Mm -hmm. But if you're not putting truth in you, how are you going to obey the truth that you right. don't know? Right. You don't understand. Right. Right. Absolutely. And just like, you know, just like the dwelling of the spirit, right? In Colossians, Paul writes, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Richly. Right. Yeah. And so, so the, along with the dwelling of the spirit, you add the dwelling of word of Christ. Man, that, that, is, that is key. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to botch this because I haven't heard it in so long. Uh, but it comes from John MacArthur. Uh, and he, and he, he essentially defined what walking in the spirit is. And I'm going to botch it, but it's yeah. going to be somewhat close. I think I had it somewhere here, but go ahead. Uh, to, to, uh, to be filled with the spirit and to walk in the spirit is to be permeated by the truth uh, of the scriptures, something to that effect. Mm. And so uh, in order to be filled with God's spirit, to walk in the spirit, you have to have the truth of Christ, like in Colossians, richly dwell mm -hmm. inside of you. Absolutely. If you don't have the word of God, you're, you're not going to be producing fruit no, like you should. No. And that's where I've been like, I want to encourage people like, if you think is, this is the work of Holy Spirit, but it's, doesn't align with the scripture, then it's not the spirit, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, there is no other ways spirit functions other than in the realm of the word of God. Mm -hmm. And that's why like John 26 says that spirit, the purpose of spirit was to lead us to the truth by witnessing us about Christ, mm -hmm. which is in the word of God. And so there is no other way spirit functions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. I, so, I, that's it for me, man. Yep. Said that, guys. So I hope that this will lead you towards... Um, keeping in the step with the Spirit and lead you towards uh, growing in the Word of God so you can also experience the fruit of Spirit in your life. And, and, and may we continuously grow in that fruit so that we can become more like Christ. The goal is to become more like Christ through all this. Yeah, so um, that's it for me. And we will see you guys in July. July, yep. Yeah, yep. so in Thank three you. months. Thank you for tuning with us, and, and yeah, we will see you guys in July. All right, peace. Peace.